0: back to the Magical Ghouls Podcast. I am your host, Willoughby. And I'm your host, Sage. And tonight, uh, we are going to be talking about our own experiences, whether it be paranormal or just strange and off-putting, about the happiest place on Earth. Following episode one, we kind of went more analytical and talking, more, talking about more facts and occurrences rather than our own, so we thought we'd give ourselves a chance to kind of explain... Why or why not? In more in depth, at least, uh, we believe the, the happiest place on earth might be haunted. Does that mean we're not talking about dead kids this episode? Potentially. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really hard to sleep after talking about the people squisher. <laughs> e- ooh, yeah, that still gives me a little eek. Creepy. <laughs> All right. So what experiences, because I don't think we've really ever talked about it, Um as far as Disneyland goes, until we were theorizing for this podcast. And of course, I was, you know, we got to save it for the episode. So I actually don't know what kind of experiences you've had at Disneyland. I just know we both love it there and we've been a lot and we know our way around the park. Absolutely. But, but, but yeah, what have you experienced? What have you seen? What have you
0: felt? So in
1: your bones,
0: <laughs> A good point that you kind of brought up that second half of that sentence there is that I have personally have not seen that much, but it's definitely more of a feeling, you know, Mm. compared to, I mean, I talked about this with, like, many a people, not only just you, but coworkers and friends as well, that I am a very emotional person. I can cry looking at, like, a flower outside. I'm like, I could, like... (sighs) I could look at an eraser on my desk right now and just start bawling for no, the for wholesome just appreciating. <laughs> for just appreciating the use of an eraser has. Like, literally, I am very emotional and sensitive. And I will. Ooh, one in hand, ready to go. <laughs> and I will proudly claim that. Um, but so, you know, based on like people and like what they've been telling me is that I can be called or described as an empath. I feel strongly for others and not only myself, but I am very sensitive to, like, the energy surrounding um, either places or just, like, you know, the physical environment. And there have been times, kind of giving some background to myself, there have been times where at work, sometimes the energy or, like, the feeling of the workplace environment is just so negative, whether it be just from customers yelling, just people being stressed out because of the holidays – that I have felt so much negative energy that I have physically gotten sick over it. I actually have gotten sick and I had to call out from work. And, you know, it's not the first time that it's happened, but it's just, it's kind of like why it's so important for me to kind of make sure everything kind of has a place and time for it. And definitely whenever we, me and you, go to like Disney or something, I, it's weird to describe it as, as cliche as it sounds, like an escape from reality. But it definitely mm-hmm. feels like nothing I've ever felt before.
1: Because well, and that's what it was designed for, right? Like it, when it was built in in the fifties, the entirety of it was to escape like the worn, torn America and the craziness and the depression and. Uh, this whole idea—it was built to be that way—and this this magical place of
0: fantasy. Definitely, definitely. And you know, as we kind of mentioned last episode as well, it's that you know, because of all these people have this ideal kind of, um, what's the word? Kind of put their own feelings as to what Disneyland means to them. It kind of just formed, and this place was created, not necessarily because Disneyland was like that from the get-go, but it's because of our own interpretations that it manifested itself into that. And I definitely feel it, you know? Um, Oh, yeah. And every time I go there, for some, like, it's incredible, because me and you, we will spend, like, the full, like, 7 a.m., like, early park entrance down to, like, the very last seconds of midnight when the park closes. They're dragging us out (laughs) by our heels. No! (laughs) And it's just so strange because we're there for over 12 hours, like 12, 16 hour days, but we don't even feel the tiredness until we leave the park as if there's like a whole another personality based on it. And the fact that we lose track of time, we lose track of ourselves. Like how many times do we forget to eat even? It's like, it's 7am and then we look at our phone and it's like 4pm and we haven't eaten or drank water and we're like, uh-oh. Too many times.
1: (laughs) Too many times to count. I mean, granted, we have road snacks. And usually when we're waiting in line and kind of catching up, you know, checking our phones or I'm changing a battery in my camera or something. Usually it's like, oh, there's trail mix or a pack of Cheez-Its. I'm just going to
0: snack on that Mm -hmm. real quick. But Um, like sitting down for like proper meals. That that can add to the delirium. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like you said, it could be delirium, but there's definitely a feeling of just losing yourself and losing who you are to become the most ideal person you can possibly be during that time period. And I see you doing a little spooky dance there and it's true. A little spooky <laughs> dance. Cause it also goes like, you know, uh, kind of concerning like whether Disney or Disney is haunted or not is the fact that like my phone by itself on an average day is amazing. And like the battery will last all day long, no matter how many times I use it, but somehow at like Disneyland or something like that, it's like 7 a.m., 7.05, it's like 50%, and I haven't even used it. So it's like, okay, what is this energy absorbing my like battery pack? And like even my battery pack, by the end of the day, it's gone, and normally it lasts me a whole week. I know uh, that's something we talked about last episode, too, was how much energy people
1: bring into the park and how much is manifested and channeled into that. Um, and it's interesting that it has these kinds of effects and... I think we brought up too, like there's heat and that can drain electronics. But I think the second you don't have something to ground you, like your phone, that has the time and like communication with, quote unquote, the outside of the park. Um, Yeah, it's super interesting and it kind of adds that like underlying stress level of like, well, if I don't have my phone, like yada yada, and and it feels like you're traveling and you're you don't have your wallet or something.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's just like yeah, you know, you take photos and you want to create all those memories. With the uh, technology of like with your phone or cameras or something, but there's still something strange because even on an average day, I, I mean, I use my phone all the time at work. Don't tell anybody, but, <laughs> but even I'm then calling
1: your store right now.
0: No, <laughs> but it's definitely strange. So uh, feelings for sure. And obviously. And when you're now- disconnected
1: too from like your usual routine, right? Like mm-hmm. you usually do check your phone a lot. You usually do kind of have these things, but going to a place like Disneyland, your daily schedule, your priorities of you know, anything else are definitely out the window. It is a it is a different world.
0: Mm-hmm. And even like when I go to the park by myself, because I love people watching and like you said, the environment, uh, I will have, like, missed calls, messages and stuff, and I don't even think about it. And I'm like, oh, shoot, it's not until later when I kind of snap out of it, out of that Disney trance, as one might say, that I realize that, oh, shoot, I have other responsibilities. And, like, wait, life outside Disney exists. I think that's what helps make it such a liminal space.
1: Um, And it's because it's weird. It kind of can be eerie. Like, if it's not busy, if it's... For me personally, one of the driving memories is when I was at Disneyland with an ex boyfriend, and uh, it was an hour before the park opened because we had stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. And so we got there with a hundred, a couple hundred people, but for Disneyland, that's nothing. And we were, like, the only ones on some rides. Like, it feels like something you would only dream of. Mm -hmm. And it feels really weird. And uh, so you can kind of... You feel this, I don't want to say out of body experience, but it is very dreamlike. And then people start coming in and it you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is starting to return to normal. But you're still in this place that's separate from everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's it, they've created this entire environment where you don't really see anything outside. Nothing makes you think of the outside. There's no politics. There's no like anything else. Um, definitely interrupt that it's disney it's only disney and that's
0: it yeah it's definitely an illusion that people definitely get sucked into and another thing is just like whenever i'm at disney you know i always like every time i see a parade or fireworks show or even like phantasmic at the end of the night i am just like i become a kid again and every single time no matter how many times i've seen phantasmic it's always like seeing it for the first time again And literally, there's just that magic and stuff. And even when, like, I meet characters, I freak out. I become an awkward, nervous mess because I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Princess Tiana. Princess. (laughs) I'm like, it's Princess Tiana. I got to say hi, but I'm too scared. And then she comes up and I start freaking out. And it's only after the interaction that I realize, wait, that's just a normal person playing a princess. No, 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 (laughs) no, 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 no. Those things in giant mascot costumes scare me. <laughs> I don't yike it. <laughs> Obviously, you know, Mickey Mouse staying silent, just waving at you is a little unnerving. But like, you know, the the, the face character is like Pocahontas and stuff. I'm like, wow, pretty. So, aptly, little apta, on-brand
1: segue. Do you know what it's reminding me of when you say, uh, like, Mickey Mouse silently waving at you? Huh. I think it's the movie from Sailor Moon S, The Black Dream Hole, where all the little kids <gasps> are lured off to this magical oh, no. wonderland. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> all of a sudden, that image just played him. You've got the happy little yeah, the song little and all the bright colors. Oh, my goodness. And so there is something eerie about something
0: being too pure. It's definitely kind of like cult-esque. If one, if you might say. Yeah,
1: and like too wholesome. You're like, this is wrong because the world has a balance, quote Mm -hmm. unquote. Sometimes even though it doesn't feel like it, it has a balance of good and evil. And so when you're in this place that's just completely not that. Interesting. Yeah, now I'm going to be 10 times more scared to go back to (laughs) Disneyland after COVID when the attendance is like half down and... You know, uh, and just like bringing...
0: (laughs) uh, And, like, bringing back, like, Sailor Moon and stuff, it's like, okay, if you get there right as the park opens at Rope Drop, as you're walking down Main Street, what's the first thing you see? All the employees of the shops lined up with their Mickey Mouse hands waving you and greeting you as you enter the park. And now... Because you brought up, like, Stop we brought up, like, cults right. and stuff. It just makes it a little bit more unnerving, and you just flopped onto your bed, and I'm just, like, a little scared now. So what we're
1: saying is that Disneyland is not haunted, <laughs> but it's a cult, and everybody works there as part of a
0: cult, and that's well, why. I mean, I wouldn't mm. be surprised. I mean, have you seen, like, how obsessive people can get over, like, Disneyland and merchandise? Like, before having my annual pass, before going to Disney with you for the first time, I wasn't too much of a Disney fan. Like, obviously, I like the movies and stuff. But once I got my annual pass and once you invited me to Disney for the first time, like, after many years of not going, I was completely immersed. Like, I I spent so much money at Disney in terms of I collect pins for a hobby, a very expensive hobby. Please be warned if you start collecting pins. But I spent so much money, a lot, I won't say, but dang it. and they need fucking money <laughs> <laughs> too bad this is the last episode of the podcast because she's part of the cult and now she's told oh, me everything uh, no you ooh, you didn't hear that oh i'm using i'm using sound waves <laughs> to erase this from your memory <laughs>
1: Something about uh, before the podcast started, we just stay on topic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get distracted easily. Sage gets distracted easily. It's we like talking about you know just casual things, (laughs) casual tings, casual.
1: Oh, what about you? Have you Um, had any like
0: weird experiences, things that you've seen, perchance, or? I'm trying to
1: think of things that I've seen in particular that would be haunted. I think there's definitely a weird, like especially you said, so we talked about the park being, Mm -hmm. like getting there when the park opens. Um, But honestly, a creepier time, because of obvious reasons, I know we talked about last episode, was a creepier thing is at night Mm -hmm, when nobody is there. And you've got like the dim lights of New Orleans and you're walking by the by the water by Tom Sawyer's Island. Oh, my gosh. There's not a scarier place in the world than when you're walking between Tom Sawyer's Island and Big Thunder Mountain. And you're just like, cool. There's like three street lights and I can see the rest of the lights of Main Street ahead of me and behind me. It is pitch black. And it's and always so funny to see that everybody's no at here. Fantasyland
0: and Tomorrowland and like in the evening at night. Literally, you can have like you could do like a whole like choreography dance because of how empty it is in that area. Obviously, you have the dim lights of like the Country Bear restaurant and and whatnot, but for the most part, it's mm-hmm. pretty darn quiet.
1: And all the shops have closed and, and you're kind of alone and it's a different light when the sun sets where you're like, this is no longer an amusement park. this is a place. That's scary. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that we've associated nighttime mm-hmm. being alone with bad things, especially as young women. We were taught that nighttime is bad and people are bad and it is scary. And um, I think when you are walking in a place like that and you know some of the Character lines are still coming through the speakers or things along that line. You're just kind of, it's unnerving. And so I would say one of the creepiest experiences I've had where I didn't really see anything, but I definitely say that I felt very unnerved. It was just walking around Frontierland and <laughs> New Orleans at night, like the dead of night before the park closed. Um, because it just feels like you entered a different different world like you're you're going through these really weird cycles uh same goes for where i was just indiana about to jones that. and
0: literally jungle i was cruises. just i was just about mm-hmm. to mention like that you know, area indiana jones at night when you're walking through that long interactive queue is a little bit scary especially when you're the only ones and you hear echoes of like the cave and stuff but another thing, right next to Indiana Jones, you know, in the daytime, mm-hmm. me and you, we love the Jungle Cruise and we love the terrible puns it comes with it, and we know we we've been on it so many times and we know what oh, to expect. Yeah. But at nighttime, when you just have the the guide's flashlight and the whole boat is dark and the water is dark and murky, it feels scary. You're like, okay, what if something else pops out of the water?
1: Yeah, it'd be the. I think your brain. has a survival instinct that tells you it's dark you cannot see through it therefore it is unsafe and your mind humans are afraid of the unknown and and so you start to spiral the same thing goes for when you get on tower of terror or whatever the fuck it is now when you get on when you used to get on tower of terror (laughs) when you used to get on tower of terror and it would be nighttime and all of a sudden it's lit up and it's got the lights going and especially growing up in los angeles that's what hotels look like that's what the beverly hills hotel looks like with the lights on the bottom and everything it takes on a more realistic hue than in the daytime you know nothing is really as scary in the daytime as it is at night at night at night at night. so yeah definitely all of my creepy scary experiences have happened uh at night and i another huge one that i can remember is when that same trip me and the ex-boyfriend were taking the monorail back um to the hotel and we went to go to the station and we were walking down um i don't remember it was over by where the lego store is and there was just nobody there and like all the shops were closed and the tram wasn't running and now you're in this in-between zone of Disneyland and the hotels and you just feel in danger. Like that fantasy time has gone away
0: mm-hmm. and uh, it's like, you feel in danger. It's like, you know, after going to like, like a convention or an event and like it's like The kind of the magic wears off and then you're put back into like reality where like, oh, yeah, I like work tomorrow or like, oh, yeah, I just I'm back home. And like you kind of crave for that magic again. Like you wish you Mm -hmm. were there and you wish you had just a tiny bit longer in it, you know?
1: Almost. Yeah. Almost like coming down from, you know, like being intoxicated I guess like coming down from something that feels really great and then being like oh shoot like now I just want the next thing like this sucks and um whatnot. but I'm trying to think back and think if I've really seen anything because granted now it's been pff, I don't know how long since I've been to Disneyland mm-hmm. because of COVID and because of moving to another state but um I do know that there have been a lot of instances where, and I think it's a fair point, you just feel like you're being watched and you feel really unnerved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's pretty much it on my end. And uh, I would still go as far as to say that I agree with my previous statement from last episode that I would think that it was haunted because there is that energy and there is that kind of unnerving feeling of something that is designed to drive you away from your worries and make sure you're not thinking about anything Mm -hmm. bad and you're just in that moment um not to say that there are ghosts and apparitions everywhere and they're out and they're vengeful and I'm walking through cold spots but even when you're in line and it's just you and your friends there's still I feel like always a hovering, like, fog mm-hmm. in your mind of unease, in a sense, despite how much and fun you're going having. going back
0: to, like, my very first original point, you know, I'm very sensitive. And so, like, there are, f- there are moments in which I just catch myself, like, I'll be laughing with friends and I'll be having a good time. And then all of a sudden I just start tearing up for no apparent reason. You know, every time I walk down Main Street, uh, for example, every time I look above the fireplace and I look at Disney's suite, and I see the little candle lit up, I always just like start tearing up and almost crying because I always just envision like, okay, Disney is here with us right now. Like, you know, this project of his is, was dest- was reportedly destined for failure. And look at him, like, you know, the quote is, as long as there's imagination in the world, Disneyland will never be complete. And that is that holds true to today. And just to see, to envision him, like looking down on everybody, having a good time because Disneyland was created for, you know, for families and to kind of that escape from reality. It, it, it brings like tears and like, I guess I just become so overwhelmed that I feel like he's looking down at us and I know he's having a good time, you know?
1: That is the most wholesome shit I've ever heard. <laughs> the first time I went to Disneyland that I can remember, I was so excited I threw up on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my version of what you did. I just was so stoked. <laughs> I vomited and you know what that's not even the first I mean not even the last time when I got to go with my sister when I first met my half sister and we were there I was so nervous but I was so excited but then we were also at Disneyland and it was nighttime when we were gonna watch World of Color and I we had watched it and then we were like we're gonna go ride California Adventure and I vomited again
0: oh no where you cry I puke one girl's tears is another's vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, just know that, mean... that, 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 that Disney himself saw you vomit, and he's very oh, sick. <laughs> But it was out of oh, excitement. Good. And that's why I feel uneasy
1: and washed, because he's like, that's twice. I swear to God, if you throw up a <laughs> if third If you ruin time. this illusion of Disneyland one more time. <laughs> I haven't yet. I mean, they granted when going back to the cult stuff, the second time I threw up when I was with my sister, uh, it wasn't I mean, it was in a trash can. I was polite, but I was put into a wheelchair by two people in white uniforms and I was whisked off to a place that I still don't know where the (laughs) frick it was. I do. I have no Uh clue. I think it was like an infirmary or like a little nurse's area, but but I don't I don't remember going there. I just remember leaving there with my sister. You blacked out. They didn't want you to know this location. I guess not. I should ask her about it. We should definitely return. I'm sure we're going to recover Disneyland when we've ironed out the layout a bit more. And I should definitely have her on to see what she says and see if she remembers anything about that. Because if she
0: doesn't, I'll be really creeped out. Also, who needs to search for Club 33 when you could search for the hidden infirmary? (laughs) There's
1: like a downstairs to the first shade so of the
0: stream. <laughs> oh God!
1: I wonder oh, if there's geez. a bunker under Disneyland. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's something,
0: you know. And who who would go in it? I'm just so curious. I kind of want to know what's under Disney. It's like, okay, obviously, you know, Walt Disney World has those tunnels for the employees. Like, how much of it is true for Disneyland? That's what we also- should.
1: We got go to Florida, also- go to Florida, go to
0: Disney go to Disney World and then <laughs> Okay, come here's our plan, right? That. We're going to we're going to take a small leave of absence of work, right? We're going to go through the application process at Disney World, live there for the summer, get hired by Disney. And then go and explore the tunnels and then at the summer be like, oh sorry fam, this ain't working out, and then quit Willoughby, and then come back. Sounds like some cult
1: shit. You're saying we should
0: infiltrate their operation. No no no. I don't no, know not- if I can stand for this. <laughs> no, 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 not infiltrate. Never. I would never. What? Conspiracy against Disney? That's a crime. I don't do crimes. I'd call 911, but I can't. The cops are probably in on it. <laughs> Little FBI agent watching. Hey, don't call 911. It's it's a joke. Wink, wink. Oh god. You see me winking? It's a joke. They're (laughs) everywhere.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Well, and that's I think too, like we were just talking about the unknown and in Jungle Cruise and and for one, well, for two things. We brought up the unknown, which there's a lot a lot of us don't know about the inner workings of Disneyland. And it would be great to have uh an employee or a former employee on when we do revisit it. We wanted to keep this episode mostly to the two of us because we are just starting out and you can get to know us and our voices and uh, Mm -hmm. me screaming. And um, the other aspect is we brought up how scary water is like twice. And that was a big thing last episode is this idea of water being really scary. Mm -hmm. And that made me think about something uh over the week which was when you put two mirrors across from each other it creates a vortex anything that that reflects right yep bro water reflects water water reflects so next time we are at disneyland i'm going to look everywhere for water and where a mirror is and i'm going to see i'm going to find if that is a thing if there
0: is water and mirrors, and even even just like going back to like the first episode's point, like as as you mentioned, water, water has a lot of energy. Water's weird, like sci- Like scientists every day are baffled <coughs> by water, you know, just because of its properties and because it's it fluctuates so much. As a former science major, former science, <laughs> no longer bio major, but water fascinates people to this day because it's like it just. Just the way it acts, the way it's just so fluid and stuff, it freaks people out sometimes. And you know, as a current science major, I can agree. Science, science major, science. as a current science major, <laughs> as a STEM major, I can agree. <laughs> and so it's just like, you know, water has energy, you know, and a lot of as we kind of go through other experiences and locations in other, in other, in time, in due time, um, water sometimes plays a huge important part of it. Same with just, like, different legends and folktales, so. So, we can agree that water plays a huge
1: part in fear, the unknown. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are scared of deep water. Yes. And what are we gonna talk about next episode? Oh my
0: goodness, Oh, A boat, we gonna talk about a boat, oh god. Do not diss Her Majesty like that, no thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> big boat, big boat time. Big boat time, yeah. Her majesty, her reigning majesty, the Queen Mary. Um, uh, boats. <clears throat> yeah, boats. Are, boats are interesting. Boats are scary. Yeah. That's the that's the next
1: episode title, Boats are scary. Oh,
0: I, I was just about to start talking about like different things and I'm like no, 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 don't do it. Don't don't open your mouth. <laughs> keep it, keep it, keep it. I know I'm going to keep it. But yeah, and and uh
1: we can talk about uh, talking about boats. With Tom Sawyer's Island and the two deaths. That's kind of ever changing. Just saying. There were deaths there. There were deaths on the boat. There's been issues with the boats. Um, And I mean, granted, that applies everywhere. Like, there's just been issues at the park, which we discussed. But it's interesting that there is a lot of water around Disneyland. Mm -hmm. You've got Jungle Cruise. You've got Tom Sawyer's Island. Splash Mountain. You've got Splash Mountain. Uh, There's water on Thunder Mountain. Not that you're in it, but it's a part of it. Um, Next to Autopia, you have the... Submarine Voyage. Nemo's Submarine Voyage. Is that what it's (laughs) called? Yeah, Nemo's. Uh, Nemo's Submarine Voyage. And then... California Adventure you have the Grizzly River Rapids you've got the area where World of Color is Mm -hmm. where there's like the Ferris wheel and you know everything along that line um that's just a couple shot off right the head uh, right off top of the head Pirates of the Caribbean Mm -hmm. um I'm trying to think of what else Uh, Matterhorn Bobsleds has a little bit of water towards the end as mm -hmm. you're going up so everything's got water
0: in it it's very interesting it's a small world Um, has water It's a Small World, Mm -hmm. talk about scary. Honestly, the creepypastas I read on It's a Small World did not help me try to come over my fear of the ride, just saying. And cult stuff. I think, I know this is the paranormal season, but I think when we revisit
1: (laughs) Disneyland, we're going to have to put it in the cult season.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, oof, because, yeah, there's, there's a lot to kind of, kind of freaking inspect there. And my goodness. Yikes. Yikes, indeed yikes
1: I'm trying to yeah it's it's interesting that that is an element used a lot a lot a lot and I'm sure there's more and I'm sure people are like you guys are stupid you forgot about this this ride and this ride and Mm -hmm. this ride Um, but again this is just even shooting off the top of the head uh, the amount of them that we can think of and uh, yeah I feel like any any of those rides in a different light is terrifying because it's a small world, obviously the scariest ride there. Um, and then everything else. There's this fear level to amusement parks where what if one of these cars breaks? Mm-hmm. What if the power goes out? What if X, Y, and Z? There are so many
0: different elements to that. And let me tell you, um, my my fear, kind of a the scary most place. ride I fear. I, like Obviously, I'm, I'm scared of heights. And the, the roller coaster every time I go, small fear factor. But every time I go on that dang Ferris wheel, let me tell you. Oh my gosh. Literally, I see the rust on it. They painted over it to make it look fancy, but before when they when I saw the rust, I'm like, this is it. And I went on the moving one. Don't go on the moving one, guys. Literally, it's called, oh my gosh. I Yeah, my soul left my body <laughs> then.
1: <clears throat> Ridiculous. Um but yeah, I would say that I haven't seen anything I have felt, but I have not seen. And I think part of that is that I wasn't looking for it. It's not really a context I really thought about was real ghosts mm-hmm. at Disneyland. Um, and granted, I love the idea though, and I want to explore it more because I mean that's the whole idea, right? Of all of this is is exploring the idea of the the possibility and everything like that. I mean, ghosts are an amazing. Let's call it a, th- a concept, a theory, because of the fact that there's not enough to prove it, not enough to disprove it. It's somebody had to invent it. And so many people think they see it. Is that manufactured? Yeah. Is it manufactured or is it real? I mean, granted, I think my little little ghost tattoo would definitely agree that I'm um, a huge <laughs> ghosty fan. Um Did play Phasmophobia for the first time two nights ago. Did not like it. Will not (laughs) be playing again. Horror (laughs) games
0: aren't my thing, you know? I, I, every time I, like, watch playthroughs of people playing it, literally my hand is, like, over the screen, and (laughs) and then I, like, peek when I hear screaming, I know that I'll be.
1: (laughs) And that's, that's like, a huge part of culture, though. Horror movies, horror games, uh, creepy pastas the no sleep podcast i mean gosh i listen to the no sleep podcast every time i drive to california because for those eight hours i can be wide awake thinking it is the end and that gets you from point a to point b like nobody's
0: business down on the pedal yeah, like, I I, don't think I could ever drive at night only because I've heard so many, like, stories, you know, like, you have your classic, like, horror stories like the the bloody hook, you know, the two lovers driving, the car breaks down, and then the dude's dead, and the woman opens the door, and there's a bloody hook and stuff. You have classic stories like that. And it's... Well, and that's another reason, like, at Disneyland, all the
1: rides are ten times scarier. Because you can, you can see less, you don't know what to expect, um... Speaking of the water rides, like the Mm -hmm. Grizzly River Rapids, I love that ride. I love it. And the best time to ride it is right before you leave because nobody is on it. But so it's also creepy because it's just you and like these bear noises and there's a lot of water.
0: Especially when you go into the cave. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
1: so you Remember your sensory- when we
0: wrote that like 10 times in a row and then the cast member was just like, guys, are you sure you want to go another time? I was like, are you Cast guys good? was very concerned for us. Um- yeah, no, that's a very good point. It's kind of this
1: sensory deprivation as you lose some of your senses mm-hmm. in this this other world that your brain is going to start going crazy because you're surrounded by essentially the unknown. Even if like you and I know what's going to happen because we've been a million times, there is still a weird layer of the unknown. And I think that that weird layer where the unknown live is where the concept of ghosts and the paranormal also live.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's... It's, it's like maybe insanity. the, you know, the two worlds are a lot closer and you know, unison than we think. You know, mm-hmm. we like to compare... We like to compare, you know, the paranormal world and our own world as, like, two completely separate entities. But the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, people um, make claims of seeing or hearing, you know, shadows and objects and stuff that... You know, maybe they're we're just just like a mirror, it's just right there. You know, and sometimes
1: people See, break mirrors break again. mirrors and
0: stuff. Oh shoot.
1: Mirrors again, mirrors <laughs> and water, yo. This is what I'm gonna be looking out for from
0: now on for sure. And reportedly in my area, it's gonna be raining tomorrow. So ha. <laughs> Gosh.
1: Well, don't look in any puddles. Oh geez. Ooh, Blah. <laughs> no thank The world you. Is, is just absolutely Filled with mysteries and I'm Plenty excited For the next episode Um when we can Explore more about History in the first episode mm-hmm. little, little discussion In the uh one after Um Is there anything else that you want to add About Disneyland uh Oh, my cat's trying to open my door. That just scared the absolute bejeebies out of me. My door handle started
0: rattling. Um, Ew. If that actually happened in real life, I'd... uh, Nope.
1: (laughs) He's screaming. I really hope it's not picked up. (laughs) um,
0: Well, sometimes, even though you may not see something particularly haunted or paranormal... Sometimes you just got to believe your gut, you know? If something feels a little off, it's like that human na- – like the human instinct is a very powerful tool that not many people take advantage of, you know? And mm-hmm. if you sense something a little off, maybe there's just someone saying hi from a different different world, you know? Not necessarily something scary. You shouldn't be scared of that. But, you know, maybe if people are a little bit more open-minded to that aspect, I think it we can definitely – uh, create something super cool and super interesting and maybe kind of lessen our fear of the unknown and, you know, welcome it. Because the fact, as soon as we kind of become more accepting and more open to that fact, and we we're able to get that fact and kind of break it down a little bit, not completely, obviously, that's going to take a long, long time. Oh, yeah. But if we're able to, little by little, you know, just maybe we'll be able to, you know as a firm believer maybe we could help those who are are there or not there you know because mm. you never know
1: she said i'm gonna help the ghosts." is that what your cult is about oh. is that what your cult is look, about? look i see that <laughs> are we gonna finally get the answer look i see your
0: phone i can neither confirm nor deny anything wink <laughs> i might be recording a little highlight for uh for wink. our instagram wink. story Hi Insta. totally not part of a cult that's what we've been discussing (laughs) am i a part of the cult who knows actually hold on okay this is not gonna help my who knows i'm pretty sure that i do this may not help my case but i do have like a really fancy like thick material cloak that has a hood on it that i used for a magician costume a long long time ago somebody called the (laughs) mpn i mean it's floor length and i look pretty cool in it And I know having a cloak slash cape is not helping my case. Are there any symbols on this cloak No, 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 no symbols. Just a plain black cloak, you know, makes me look swoosh and fancy. Mm. Yeah, nothing suspicious, you know. Let's say I believe you. Hey, if anything, if anything, hold on, if anything, you're, you're, you're kind of like a... Guys, if I go missing, I'd like to preface (laughs) this by I never owned any Disney ears until Sage gifted me my very first pair of Disney ears. So induction to the cult would be thanks to her. Why would you have to buy them if they were probably supplied to you? But I don't have any Disney ears because, look, even if I'm part of the cult, Disney has to make money Mm -hmm. somehow. Okay, we don't even get any benefits. It sucks. (laughs)
1: Sounds like she's dodging the question, guys. What do you think? She said, even if I am part Which I'm of it, not,
0: I'm not, I'm not. You know, I'm <laughs> Ooh. Maybe I'm the, em... Don't know Maybe about I'm the all empath Maybe am of the cult to I'm 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 secret like I'm She's alluding to it. Is anybody I'm, else seen? I'm Disney this? Secret Service. All right, guys, if I go <laughs> Disney missing, Secret Service. <laughs> Disney
1: Secret Service. Constant battle with the
0: real Secret it's Service. Me. <laughs> you see this like super short <laughs> It always has been like, if you ever if you're ever at disney and you see this like super short like girl just like beelining it towards you that's me and i'm gonna like train you to be part of disney secret service don't worry
1: are you an evil disney cult gnome is that what you're alluding to <laughs> uh, you said super
0: short i don't think you're super short i mean i'm i'm shorter than the average person <laughs> shorter than the average bear a hey,
1: boo-boo hey, i am shorter boo-boo. than the average bear <laughs> oh something about staying on track um <laughs> oh shoot so <laughs> you remember that time <laughs> yeah i'm not great at yeah Oops. anyway um i think that this is an interesting first topic because neither of us Really knew what the other was going to say through these first two episodes. And Mm -hmm. I think it will be interesting to dive into our second topic and our next two episodes and explore something that I have had an experience with. And, you know, so have you. Mm -hmm. And it will be interesting to dispute those things and to have a guest on. Yes. Guests, we love them. Yes. And a simple reminder that if you'd like to guest star on this podcast, in case you have been somewhere creepy, scary, or if you've been somewhere that's considered to be haunted but never had an experience, we want you on this podcast because that would be really, really fun. So go ahead, DM us, email us, hit us up on any of our pages, follow us at The Magical Ghouls on Instagram and rate us if you can. If you want to. We like them thicky five stars. And until next time, this is the Magical Ghouls signing off. I'm your host, Sage. And I'm your host, Willoughby. Peace out, (laughs) motherfuckers! Peace! Peace!